Hello and welcome to Faith, Hope and the Journey, the podcast from Sheffield Methodist District. I'm Sam Roberts. And I'm Neil Harland. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the Peak Wesley Way. Whether you are asking questions about life or spirituality, describe yourself as a Christian or are actively involved in a church, we hope this podcast helps you on your journey. So thank you to everyone who listened to our first podcast about Methodist Methodists. Uh, we had a really good conversation with uh, James and Kate. It was good to spend some extended time with them. And I certainly learned a lot more about what they do. We, we hope you enjoyed it and it's imposed some questions for you or it's made you more aware of alternative forms of worship or prompted you to think about other ways that you could relate the gifts and the skills and the hobbies and the interests that you have and your friends have too. Well, what does that mean for worship? What does that mean for church? Uh, thanks to everyone who's got in touch and offered us some feedback. Nigel on Facebook said, thank you for a great podcast and for embracing the Metal Methodist. Uh, Avon, who was streaming it from Spotify, said that they were genuinely really interested and it was definitely worth listening to. We'd love to hear more about what you think about our podcast series uh, so far. Where are you streaming it from? Uh, what do you think about it? Have you got questions you'd like to follow up? Is there anyone else you'd like us to interview? Uh, please do get in touch. Our social media channels uh, you can find by searching at Sheffield Methodist. Today we are joined by Sheila Travis. You are very welcome with us. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Right. Well, I'm Sheila and I'm from the Peak Methodist Circuit. I'm a circuit steward. What led you to become part of the Methodist Church? Well, I've got quite a meandering journey, I have to say. Um, my mother took both my sister and I to an Anglican church, so we grew up Anglicans. Um, when I got married, I looked for Anglican churches wherever we went to live. And then somehow it didn't seem as though everything was there. It wasn't coming together. I thought there must be more to life than this or more to church than this. So actually two Jehovah's Witnesses came to visit one day and they were very friendly and helpful. And so I studied with them for a year and I thought, no, this isn't right somehow, not for me. We moved house again. Again, I went to an Anglican church. Um, and then after a while, I moved within that location. But the Methodist church was closest. So I went there one day with my children and there was this amazing gentleman who stood at the door and he had a big farmer's hand and he shook all our hands as we went in and it just felt like coming home. So I stayed, basically. That's why I became a Methodist. Yeah, that's really interesting that they can be involved with, with, with different different churches and, and different different people along the way. How has that changed you as a person? If, if you kind of picked up different things from different places or is it, has it shaped your life? Um, I think it's allowed me to see that there's, we can gain something or give something to anybody in any denomination. They all have got something to offer. And although, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, it didn't feel right somehow. They were extremely hospitable and really welcoming and helpful and kind in my situation. Were there any other people who were sort of significant people along that, that journey? Yes, definitely. Um, there's one period that I have to mention, uh, which was very influential. At the time when I finished studying with the Jehovah's Witnesses, um, I was sat in the garden with the children were playing around, they were toddlers. And I thought, 
I don't know what the answer to this is. I'm still not, I'm still not found where I feel comfortable. And just at that moment, the garden gate opened and then came the curate from the local Anglican church. So he must have thought I was completely mad because I said, how did you know to come? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you've come just at the time when I'm asking. Where to and he said, I need to get you in touch with a group. There were some women that met in Beverly, this was at the time. So he gave me a book and he introduced me to this fellowship group and they were very influential. Um, and I made my commitment there actually. And they gave me a good news Bible, which was the latest thing at the time. So they were very influential. He was influential. And obviously my mother back in the day when I was young. Yeah, but also the people I've met in the Peak Circuit, definitely the other members of the CLT. Oh, I also have a really, I had a really good friend, she died a few years ago, called Erica. And we used to talk a lot about faith and different things. And, uh, yeah, she was very influential too. Should we talk about Pete Wesley Way? Okay. How did it, how did it start? Where did, the, where did the idea come from? Well, it came from sad occasions, really, as chapels were closing. Um, I was in a meeting with the church council and the minister at the time, and um, we were talking about probably the need to close this particular chapel. And while I was sat there, I noticed all these people walking past, hiking past, and something just clicked in my head and it said, there's a mission field, you're expecting them to come in to your building, but they're all walking past and Sundays were particularly busy for hikers. So I thought somehow that clicked with me and I thought we could use this building but in a different way that would draw those people in. So started to talk about it and um, <laughs> quite often it was sort of Things were said like, it's not as easy as that, you know. Um, but I did think we could maybe minister to people in a different way. So what is the Pete Wesley Way for people who don't know? Right, it's a pilgrim path that we're developing and it will move right through Peak Circuit, beginning at Matlock and walking from chapel to chapel all the way through to Castleton. Uh, it'll be, it's about 42 miles there. And then if people want to go over to Edale to get a train perhaps back to where they started, then it's about 45 miles. And they'll stay overnight in the chapels. So it's a real pilgrimage that they can take staying one night in each, each chapel. So how have the, the chapels been renovated to have people stay overnight? What can people expect when they walk through the doors? Well, they all vary a bit, of course, each chapel in size and, and the way they look inside, but they all have a shower, an accessible toilet, a kitchenette, yeah, kitchen equipment, and camp beds, pillows with like, disposable covers. Yeah, so they should be comfortable and hopefully reasonably warm. Um, and they'll all have throws in case it's a chilly night. And is this a spiritual journey people will go on? Yes, in the chapels there'll be information um, that would link them to the faith and the history of the chapels, different places if they want to worship that day, different businesses, but very much with a Christian story linked to that particular place and its history. 
Do you see a link between the your previous experiences and the life you've lived up until now, the journey you've had so far? Has has that prepared you for being able to to even imagine or, or, or start to bring the pre Wesley way into being? Well, I think that meandering beginning I had perhaps did. Also an experience I had on El Camino in northern Spain. That was that pilgrimage was very influential for me. And I thought, why couldn't we do that somewhere else? Um, it's certainly a way of bringing a lot of people together and in touch with the Christian faith, perhaps, that they might not otherwise have experienced. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the El Camino? Because some of our, oh, some of our listeners may not, may not know about it. Right. Well. El Camino is a 600-mile pilgrimage from southern France through to Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. There are other Caminos that travel to Santiago and they can come through Portugal, Italy even. Uh, so it's an interesting experience because people join it from all over the world and you stay in monasteries and various hostels on the way and you meet people you would never normally meet. So it's, it's a great experience, yeah. It's obviously been very influential on your life. Yes, it has. And uh, you meet people that you keep in touch with because you make friends. I think when you're walking with somebody who you don't know, you often open up in a way that you might not, with people perhaps you know reasonably well, but these people you're not going to see again probably, so you can talk about things that would be possibly quite private. Um, but no, it's... it's um, a wonderful experience. So what's kind of keeping you involved in the Pete Wesley way? Has it always been straightforward? <laughs> well, there's two questions there, really, isn't there? No, it's not always been straightforward. There have been problems, obviously. But it always seemed right. I mean, I think it was, it was a vision from the beginning, which sometimes I wondered, was that just me? Um, but then maybe at that point... I might have met somebody and they'd say, oh, what are you doing? You know, that sounds really good. And I think, well, maybe it is the right thing. Um, but obviously, because you hit obstacles from time to time and you wonder whether it's part of God's will or just your own fanciful idea, you know. Um, no, but it always seemed, it came back to the point that there seemed to be encouragement as it went along. What have you learned about yourself from this, this journey, this story? Probably to be more patient than I normally am, to work as a team in a way that I might not have done in the past, that I can be quite stubborn, yeah, but that I enjoy being involved in a project, yes. It's really interesting, that thing about team, because I've had some involvement in, 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 in the preparations for the Pete Wesley Way, and that, that journey from an initial vision which one person holds and the way that you were able to finally help the penny drop for other, enough other people that, that, that other people could get on board and then becomes becomes an hour rather than a mine. It, it's a complicated sort of journey, isn't it, to, to learn through that? It is, it is. But one other member of the leadership team, about a year after we started talking about it, I think, said, oh, well, I had that idea too and I spoke to the minister about it. He said, oh, I don't think now's the right time or something, because it, it, it's 
big undertaking and I think it's bigger than I anticipated it was going to be because of all the procedures you have to go through in the safeguarding and all those issues. So having one other person who initially was saying, actually, that's something that I felt was the right thing. It was something to sort of motivate us to go further. But then we have gelled as a team, definitely. And thanks very much to the support from definitely the district and you, Neil, particularly. Neil brings everything together in a very organised way and I just have fancy ideas. <laughs> so, um, you need somebody like that to do spreadsheets. And that kind of so how do you think God's stories interacted with this part of your story? Well, there's a lot of journeys, aren't there, in God's story, or, or the story that we're given in the Bible. Um, it is a procedure, it is a, a sort of a going from point to point, um, trying to do the right thing, but sometimes being found lacking or short, but still picking up and going on. And so I think there are stories in the Bible that are very much on that sort of idea. So... Yeah, I think it's quite nice to think we're on a journey. I like journeys. So. <laughs> Is there any particular story from the Bible that's that's important to you, or been important to you? Well, I was thinking about that, and I think um, the story of Abraham and Isaac, I've come back to many times because I have a son, well, I have two sons, but I have one son who I thought, imagine having to take that son and be willing to sacrifice them. And I wondered, is it because he knew that God really wouldn't ask him to sacrifice his own son? Or did he just trust God completely that if he did sacrifice his son, something better would happen? Um, that God had control. And I think it's that idea that all through the traumas that you might face, God's still in control. So I love that story. Has your faith changed at all through being involved? in the Pete Wesley way? Yes, I think it has. I think it has enabled me to have more confidence, perhaps, that maybe thoughts that can might be something that God really wants me to get involved with. Um, yeah, I think confidence, definitely, to sort of pursue things, but also to make sure that it is within God's will rather than just my ideas. And so I think I might know the answer to this question. Are there any ways that our listeners could become involved? Or if they thought, oh, a pilgrimage, that sounds really interesting. What might they do? What might they get from it? I think they'd have to be up for a challenge. I think the rewards, I hope, will be amazing, not just for the team, um, but for the people who come and share the pilgrimage. I think they need to be prepared to work as a team and to think about the detail, not just the overall idea and if there's if there's people who are who are living around the sort of the, the area we've spoken about the sort of the hope valley and, and, and down to down to your grave and, and bay quill if someone's living living around there and they're listening to this and they think well i'd like to i'd like to support this in some way is there a way that people can can get involved and help out i think you would need if you're thinking about getting involved generally there will be one of the chapels near you if you want to come along and be a welcomer and meet some pilgrims. And I think that's going to be really exciting because I would hope that people would come from 
all over the country, maybe even all over the world. When we, there are things you can do. Um, come and say hello. Come and find out what people are like who are traveling through. Offer them hospitality. You know, come and have a coffee with us or something like that. So yeah, I think there's something for everybody. And who else's contribution to the Peak Wesley Way do we need to give thanks for today? Well, certainly the whole team, um, CLT, ministers, um, Julie Letts have been very supportive. We couldn't have managed without Neil Harland, definitely, um, and support from yourself, Sam. Um, and also the support from the chapel members who let us knock their chapels about because they've had to put up with lots of dust and builders tramping in and out and wrecking the plumbing and uh, forgetting to get the electrics completed and all those sorts of things. So this thanks to lots of people, actually. Yeah, we couldn't have done it without the whole team working together. What advice would you give to someone else who's thinking that they're that they, they live in a rural context and, and they're trying to think about, well, what does what does church mean in my context today? What, what advice would you give from what you've learned? I think if you know your area, it may be different from any other area, but you will know what your communities are like and what the needs are perhaps in your community. It might not be a pilgrimage. It might be a community group. It might be a youth group. It might be a drop-in centre. Uh, a community cafe, perhaps. Um, there's all sorts of ways that you could get involved and bring your faith and your church to the community and to people who need all these things because every community, however wealthy, I think has needs. Um, and it might be loneliness rather than financial. So I think have a go. Don't be afraid to reach out to see if other people agree with you and are willing to work with you. Um, I, I've got a little quote here. It's somebody that I has been a hero of mine. It's Abraham Lincoln. And I think it's his inaugural address. And he said, he writes, I believe the will of God avails. Without him, all human reliance is vain. Without the assistance of that divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that feels really relevant, doesn't it? To, it does. To, to, su yeah. to such a such a huge endeavour. Yes. But at the same time, if we we trust God step by step on that journey, yeah. that's yes. all we need to do, and be willing to take the step. Yes, that's step the, the thing. Yes, taking that first step is often the hardest bit, isn't it? But very worthwhile. Yeah. Were there any doubts? going through this project? I think off and on, yes. I'd have to be honest and say that from time to time. But it was always something or somebody that that happened that made me think, no, actually, this is right. Um, but I think you have to be prepared for doubts. But now I'm not at all doubtful and we can't turn back now anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, definitely um, there were, from time to time, when things were getting problematic, perhaps, um, it did seem like a big thing. But it is coming together, so it's really exciting. If this story has connected with your story 
and you would like to talk to someone about what you have heard on this podcast, or if you are in South Yorkshire, North Nottinghamshire or North East Derbyshire, contact details for your nearest Methodist church can be found by searching Sheffield Methodist District online. And if you're interested in walking the Peak Wesley Way pilgrimage, uh, you can find details online at peakwesleyway.com and on social media as well. And if, uh, as Sheila said, that, that you're thinking about uh, ministry in your rural location, pilgrimage has been really important for people in the Peak Circuit, but it's not the only thing that's happening there. Maybe we'll tell some other stories uh, before too long. But your, your place might be different, uh, so do think about knowing the people, knowing your village, uh, and starting from there. We give thanks for all that you've done, God, through Sheila's life uh, and her story so far. Thank you for the people who have supported, who have grasped this vision amazing and beyond possibility as it may have seemed and just as your servant Abraham all those years ago was willing to trust ultimately we thank you that you still call people today to step out of their comfort zone and when they do that you wrap your arms around them and help them take each step of the journey. We pray that your will will continue to avail uh, that you will guide the work of the Peak Wesley Way, that for Sheila and all of the rest of the team uh, will have the confidence to step forward, uh, knowing that with you supporting them, they cannot fail, uh, and pray that you would keep that trust firmly on you, uh, that everyone involved would know that success will come through you and flourishing will come through you, and whilst you use us all, uh, we're not doing things in our, in our own strength. We pray for our listeners out there as well. And we pray particularly on this occasion for people who are living and being church in small rural communities, uh, that they would know the particular blessing of being your people in that place and in those communities. Amen. Amen. Thank you to Sheila for talking to us today. And thank you for listening. Subscribe to never miss an episode of Faith, Hope and the Journey. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Faith, Hope and the Journey. Find out more about our podcast on our website, sheffieldmethodist.org forward slash podcast. This episode was edited by Matt Collins of MC Online Events. And the music is Summer Adventures by Sergey Pavkin from Pixabay. <laughs>